everybody, and welcome to the Nintendo's Fuse podcast. This is episode 166, entitled SNES Online Leaks. I am your host, Steve, and I am joined by our regular podcast crew of Barry. How's it going, Barry? Hey, it's going. I'll just put that. It's going. <laughs> going. All right. Well, it's better than not going at all. <laughs> uh, and we're also joined by Greg. Hey, Greg. Hi, everyone. And like uh, how, Barry's how's it going a new for you? Is it, is it going? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going. I'm actually off to Omaha tomorrow. So nice. nice. Most of the country is either under snow, like feet of snow, or getting ready to be under feet of snow. Um, how how's that going, you guys' direction? I think we have about like six to eight inches up right here in Chicago. So nice. For, how's how's Jersey? For us, they they were like, oh my god, this weekend we're gonna get two storms. We were prepared. Everyone was going crazy. The first one hit, and we got a light dusting that was gone that day because it was in the 40s. And then Sunday morning, we got more snow, and we woke up, and it was pouring raining um, because, again, it was in the 40s. However, Sunday, it started, like, at 46, and it ended at 9 degrees. So everything flash froze, and right now outside, it's probably about 4 degrees um, and tomorrow is also going to be like that. So everything is just a sheet of ice. So there's no snow. We can see our lawn and everything, but everything is a sheet of ice. Right. You'd rather probably snow instead no. of all that. No. You know why? Because at least they have a shovel. Oh, well, that's true, I guess. That's true. We have the salt in it. I'm sure the roads are very fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. The roads are terrible. But, well, actually, the roads aren't too bad because, like you, you know, when you're in an area that's used to getting snow, they're used to preparing for it. Like, if this hit Florida, they would all die. Like, everyone would just die. Four degrees, right. they, would, they wouldn't they would survive it. But yet, right. the people around here at least still don't know how to drive in the snow. <laughs> it's like, I oh, think it's, I think it's like a thing, like, every year, like, those, like, nine months between the last the, the last snow of the last year and the first snow of that the next year, people forget how to drive in it. Like, no matter where you are, all of a sudden, like, first snow hits yeah. and, like, there's cars everywhere. So let's go like 20 over the speed limit and crash in other cars and like it's it's like bumper pool but bumper cars. Which is a version of bumper cars. <laughs> right. <laughs> How about you Steve? You have snow out there? We have no snow. No. Uh like, like none none at all. It's uh it's currently uh 39, but uh earlier today it was it was in the 50s and um yeah, northern Colorado. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, you'd think that we'd have you know snow everywhere, but no, nope, not so much. Apparently, there's a winter storm warning coming in. Uh, south of Denver is supposed to get hit, but uh, we may get three inches. So we'll see. And it'd probably be gone then, you know, in the afternoon. So we'll see how. See, that goes. the crazy thing is, like today and tomorrow, like super cold, and then we're supposed to get a storm in for Wednesday and Thursday but it's going to be in the forties again. So it's going to go from like 10, 20 degrees up to 40. So it's going to be rain, which I'm happy with, but it's, I don't like the up, down, up, down. I'd rather be consistent. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, uh, it is, uh, sep- or sorry, it's not September. It's January. It's January 21st. Uh, this is uh, a couple, a couple big things are happening right now. Number one is Martin Luther King jr. Day. Um, we do want to, you know, Typically, we stay away from like politic kind of things uh, here on the Nintendo Fuse podcast because we want to be, you know, as as 
you know, away from that as possible. But uh, but a guy that did stand for a lot of unity and things like that. And we've talked on, in previous podcasts that I think gaming is one of those things that does bring people together um, across racial barriers and and all the different barriers that tend to uh, separate us in society. Um, gaming is one of those things that we can kind of unify around. And uh, I just thought I wanted to acknowledge that that we are recording on Martin Luther King Jr. today and uh, and see if you guys had any any comments to share around that at all or uh, at least just wanted to acknowledge it before we move on and, and talk more about video games. I think this country, um, by this country I'm talking of the USA, uh, for those outside of the country listening, is so politically charged right now and it's it's literally walking on eggshells. Like you can't walk outside with certain pieces, like articles of clothing on without getting harassed. You can't say certain things without getting harassed in public, online, anywhere. Everybody, it, it's polarizing how split this country has become. It is, is almost civil war era United States again. And it is terrible. And I think what you said, Steve, is right about gaming. Gaming is a unified thing for the most part. Uh, it should be a unified thing. Unfortunately, gaming isn't always either. Um, you know, people will pick their sides. Fanboys will raise their flags and attack others. And, and I think this country could learn, and, and this whole world could learn something from, you know, Martin Luther King and, and about unity and about working together. Because, you know what, life is short. We're on here. We're on the same globe that's spinning in space. Let's just try and get along. Let's just try to, you know, be nice to one another. Let's just try to enjoy games. And you know what? If someone's enjoying a game you don't like, let them enjoy it. They're enjoying it. I'm sure you're enjoying a game that someone else doesn't like. Just have fun. You know, there are bad games. There are good games. There are games that are so bad they're good and so good they're bad. Just have fun. Life is a game in itself. And let's just enjoy well, life is just completely subjective. <laughs> someone can like it, someone's going to hate it. We just you have to know what, I mean, you just can't be sticking too much for the side that you think something is because there's always that, um, what are the, somebody else that doesn't think the same way that you do. So, yeah. It's about yeah. respecting one another's opinions and thoughts and everything and not hating on each other. Right. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things that I think I've talked about this before and, and we have chatted about this before, um, one of the coolest opportunities is for for us to go to the gaming events. And uh, we see it at PAX, we've seen it at uh, Play NYC, we've seen it at E3 even. Um, a lot of those times where we just get gamers coming together. And uh, it's so cool to like, as we come from all these different backgrounds and, and uh, you know, there, there's so many things that are, that are separating us. But uh, when we can come around one unifying um, hobby, like, like video games, it's uh, it's a really cool thing, and uh, we need to we need to focus more on that and those things that, that do bring us together as a society than those things that uh, that separate us. So, um, Jakester, the Night of Darkness, hello in chat, saying hello to us as well. Um, two other things that uh, we do want to acknowledge: number one, our our previous podcast host. Hassan's birthday was yesterday, so happy belated birthday, Hassan. And uh, also, today is the 20th anniversary of the Smash Brothers series. 
So happy anniversary, Smash Brothers. Six games over 20 years. Uh, you guys know that we are huge fans of the Smash Brothers series uh, here on Nintendo Fuse, as are so many other people. Um, what What's your biggest Smash Brothers uh, memory, guys? Like, what's what big comes to mind uh, when you when you're thinking Smash Brothers? Uh, Barry, you want to go first? Yeah. yeah. When uh, when the first Smash came out, I did not. I was in high school, so I didn't have a lot of money. And uh, well, I had a 64. I didn't get it. I didn't get the original Smash. My best friend did. So I went over to his place and we played it and I loved it. So when shortly thereafter the GameCube came out, I was starting college and I was like, you know what? I'm mail is right around the corner. I asked, I said, can I get it as an early, like late birthday present? They said, my parents said, yeah. Uh, so I got it. And my memory is mainly when I got melee, it was the first one I owned. So I was like, Oh, I love playing at my friend's house. Now I got it to, to own. And just sitting in my dorm room and just trying to do like all the events and like melee had those weird things where you had like the awards at the end and you had to get like all the awards and like trying to do, you know, everyone's like online in the infancy of the internet. Like, how do we do this? And, and it would just became a challenge to try to do everything you could in that and like leaving it on to get Mewtwo. And, and even though I'm not a melee fanatic, my best memories are there because it was the first one I actually owned and the first one I really was able to sink time into unlocking everything, which has become a tradition ever since Melee um, of unlocking everything, including 64. I, when I finally got my copy of 64, I went back and unlocked everything there too myself. Cool. Cool. How about you, Greg? It's definitely more um, one of my favorite memories is definitely tied to the Nintendo 64 version. Um, I still will remember always. Um, it was, I think like a July 3rd, like one of the summers, like after the game was out, was me, my brother, my cousin, and my good friend Steve. We are all um, not you, Steve, unfortunately. Not me. <laughs> Wish, but yeah, um, we were all playing Super Smash Brothers sixty four, and then my friend Steve had hit my cousin Tony with like the whatever the beam sword or the baseball bat and got like an instant KO. And he's like, hi, I got you. And then my cousin just took his arm and just like knocked him back in the chair, fell backwards. And he like landed on the ground behind. It was just like a moment of like pure, like, Oh, I got you. And like, we're all like, we're very competitive. We're trying to like KO each other. And he was like so proud because my cousin was so cheap with Captain Falcon. And I was like really good with Yoshi. And he was, my friend Steve was good with Link and brother John still loves Jigglypuff. So it was just, one of those awesome like moment matches that was just <laughs> oh, uh, just cladding. Gotta love when Smash turns to physical violence. Right. <laughs> when it's not enough just to just play like on the TV. Just like a commercial. That's how it was advertised, yeah, remember? It was. There you go. There you go. All you needed was some uh, costumes. Uh, <laughs> um uh, Jakester uh, in the in the chat says his memories uh, come from Brawl playing as uh, the trainer uh, so much. My memories also come from uh, from Brawl actually uh and uh, I, when I was back in living in New Hampshire um my my college roommate who I think I talked about on our last podcast um, how we we played a lot of of both the the 64 version and uh, Brawl um or melee a lot in college. And so um, he was my roommate in college. And then a few years later, we ended up rooming together uh, before I got married. Um, we were rooming again together in New Hampshire. And there was a, uh, a Nintendo was touring at the time and doing the, the, the brawl um, 
uh, tour. Like you could play uh, in a giant tournament before the game actually came out. And so we we traveled in a snowstorm uh, of all things, a huge snowstorm uh, down to Worcester, Massachusetts, and uh, and I played in a, in a tournament down there. And I got I got into the second round, so <laughs> I didn't do too well. Um, but it was cool just to, just to play the game early, but also just to, it was my first ever tournament um, to to be a part of one of those. And it was it was just a fun memory and and traveling down there risking our lives to uh to play smash brothers brawl uh early because the the uh, roads were awful it was it was almost blizzard conditions and we were traveling you know about a couple hours out of our way just to to play brawl early uh wow. but we survived and uh i made it to second round so yeah i guess did, I'm did, better did than you buy person. the game when it came out afterwards or you're like oh i liked oh, yeah. it so much i gotta get it <laughs> oh yeah yeah that was uh a friend another friend of mine uh we we went to um, the GameStop, uh, they were the local GameStop and they were doing a, a tournament again. So I got to play the game at least a few hours early that time in another tournament and, uh, didn't make it very far, but, uh, got the game right away and, you know, rushed home to play it and, you know, stayed up really late. Smash Brothers is, is definitely has a, has a good place in my heart. Um, and I was, I was thankful that, uh, I think the, the 3DS and the Wii U version, I, I had to get the early review copy of the code. And so I didn't have to worry about, um, uh, or actually, no, it was the first physical copy, I think. But anyway, uh, I, I got it early, so I didn't have to worry about you know staying up late those nights. Yeah, yeah lucky you. <laughs> toss it. I remember when the Wii version came out, and then if you go back to those early podcasts, all it is is Steve taunting us. I'm playing it, and you're not, and I can't talk about it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are the days when I actually got stuff because I remember getting. I got uh, um, Mario Kart um, early too, and we tried to do some like. Uh, streaming things on there and it didn't really turn out well but <laughs> i did have one last memory i don't know why i picked that other one over this one but um my most treasured memory actually even more so than my previous story this one doesn't involve violence so <laughs> um uh, not worth it not <laughs> the day was like one of the days in the middle of e3 in 2014 went to best buy to put demo super smash brothers for wii u i was waiting in the really long line got to enjoy it like a match was one of the last ones there like right as best buy was closing got my match in and then i came home and then i found out that night that um my wife was pregnant with uh, our daughter bell so that was definitely a very happy smash brothers memory as well i, I don't know why this one did <laughs> trump the other one I, I just probably needed more time to process other memories of smash brothers but then this one just came flooding back in and i felt like i really had to share that one all right. I, I, you picked the only thing that could could overcome, uh, I think, um, you know, bringing Smash to real life. I guess I guess the birth of your child or everything is, is pretty good. Pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> Greg, 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 I went first. So you had time to think about this. first off. Yeah. And second, of all, this is on recording now. This is forever stuck here in the Internet. And your your daughter will eventually go back and listen and be like, Oh, daddy picked that violent story over me. And it's forever stuck. So there's no take yeah. backs at this point. Well, no, I still redeemed myself and got to share that wonderful memory. It's an after, <laughs> you know, it's an afterthought <laughs> at this point. Come on. Building uh, on like the fun <laughs> memory that you shared about Melee and playing with a friend and then that was tricking me like playing like that's a normally game you play with like your friends and that 
one just like really is <laughs> both are very great memories. Uh, you know what that well, shovel I, that shovel I, just I, keeps I'm going. gonna I'm gonna avoid you don't have to worry about digging yourself out anymore. I'm gonna turn the attention to Ryan. Ryan Anthony's in the chat and uh he says uh that he loved the OG uh the OG Smash Brothers songs and his favorite and he has actually just offered up a challenge a hundred dollars to anyone who could beat him. So uh so there you go. Find Ryan Play him, and uh, if you can, if you can beat him, he's going to give you a hundred bucks. So, uh, thanks for the kind, kind words about the about the podcast as well. Um, glad to have you here, Ryan. <laughs> and Jakester's Jakester's jumping right in on, on you, on you, Greg. So I'm just going to I'm just going to um, out and just say we're going to move on. And uh, speaking of the chat, we are so glad that you guys are joining us in the chat. Make sure you do uh, kind of follow along if you're watching live. Um, we'd love to know anything that we're talking about. Um, we want to know your thoughts about it as well. So please throw the in the chat and if you're listening or watching later uh throw your comments down there as well and uh we'd love to to hear what you guys are thinking about um, all the news and discussion and everything as well and uh, we're gonna move into a, a section we do um every week about uh talking about what we've been playing um and before that we also want to remind you to subscribe um follow us on social media join our facebook group all those different things we want to uh, just kind of add to our community and um just want to you know connect with you guys outside of our podcast that we do every Every other week and all the other videos that we have on on youtube and everything and our our uh blog and and all that stuff um we want to connect with you guys and so be sure to uh to reach out to us and subscribe follow and all that stuff uh greg let's go to you first and uh let's talk about what you've been playing lately over the last couple of weeks let's see well we did me and my daughter did do a, a couple more missions in paw patrol i know that's like the very topic of this uh podcast now it's such a wonderful game that we're still working our way through it one mission at a time we're on a roll as you might say it's a patrol catchphrase (laughs) i i'm unfamiliar so i don't know (laughs) well the name of the game is is that so uh patrol on a roll but that's also like their main catchphrase if you ever decide to watch that uh, program on television so (laughs) Nice. Um, was she was she already a fan of Paw Patrol before you got the game? Yeah, yeah. That was like one of her first favorite television shows. So like as soon as like they announced like the game, I was like, I'm probably gonna have to get this game. And I was really hoping for the physical copy, but then they only gave me the code. So it was like, uh, hopefully we'll be recording that game chat sometime soon with her. Um, for the flight tomorrow, I have Smash Brothers all packed up and ready to go. So I'm gonna be finally continuing more into the world of flight starting tomorrow. Uh, getting back on schedule after spending lots of time in Dragolia Lost and Fire Emblem Heroes. So, yeah, I, I, you guys are chatting about it ahead of time, and I know you both of you have been playing Dragolia Lost like quite a bit. So, um, in the chat, uh, looks like Jakester's been he started Torna. So, uh, we'll, we'll see how, how <laughs> and he's calling me out too. Uh, we'll see, so, see if uh, see if Jakester passes me up. He probably already has. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so much. Too many games, not enough time. Speaking of which, before, I'm going to jump ahead. This, this, right here, this. This is your fault, Barry. You're going next, but this is your fault. And here's the deal. I don't even have enough time. It's still in its plastic. I'm <laughs> open the game, let alone play it. This is ridiculous. Spending money for nothing. All right, Barry, what have you been playing? <laughs> My fault. My fault. Jeez. Jeez. I gave you the homework assignment of Torna. 
All right. That's like as a shorter game. That's like a five to 10 hour game tops. True. Like, and then you, I didn't say do you have to go spend money and get Pokemon. Let's go. That this, was all on you. This. Right. Okay. So like honestly, this is what I went in the store to get. And I do enjoy it. I really like it so far. Um, it's been really cool. It's, it's gotten me a lot of Pokestops as I'm, as I'm walking around and driving around and stuff. So I, I walked in the store and I had all intentions to just get the Pokeball Plus. And then I saw the game and initially I, it was in the wrong place. And I and I thought it was just like ten more dollars than the ball itself, and I was like, "Why not? It's just ten more dollars." Because I was just totally out of my mind at that moment. Didn't realize that's that's stupid. That it's not that it, it's a lot more than that. Um, so I called the the person over to get the game and everything, and she's like, "Oh, great!" And I grabbed it, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's different price because she grabbed it from a different place." And at that point, I was like. I feel bad about this. And like, I'm not going to have her put it back in. And actually I want the thing over there. And it was like, you know, I kind of want it. Barry's been telling me it's worth it. It's great and everything. I should get it for the next switch Pokemon game and everything. And the next thing I know I'm walking out of the store with the thing and it's still in the plastic. (laughs) You know what? I would be perfectly happy if you kept that in the plastic, as long as you were playing Torna. All right. Like, like that's, that, that's not a lot to ask. That is so worth it. You've already started Torna. So it's not even like you got to open it. You've already started it. That's true. So. Yeah. Steve's very good at starting games, but not finishing them. Yes. You have to get to know this. That is, that is incredibly true. So true. So true. I have started so many games and have only finished a handful. Uh, <laughs> Did you even finish Breath of the Wild? <laughs> um, you know what? <laughs> Call out there, well, I'm ne- to be honest, I'm never going to completely finish that game because there's I'm so not, much. I mean, I'm not saying like, completely. I haven't I'm even saying, touched the DLC. Yeah. But uh, I'm just saying finish yeah. isn't like maybe be Ganon. Maybe yeah, at least be Ganon. Get- so, so <laughs> eventually we're going to get back to what Barry's playing. So I have this, 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 <laughs> this thing and I don't, I don't understand it. I, I've consciously realized it not too long ago. And, uh, and, and I realized it with, with Zelda. And I don't know if this is, I, I probably need to go get checked out sometime because it sounds like a mental thing, but I, I also I have I experienced this with books a lot of times too. I don't like the story ending. And so like I know it's going to wrap up and so a lot of times I'll make it to like really close to the end of things and I and I dread actually crossing the finish line uh to to end it cuz and and so honestly the only thing I have to do in Breath of the Wild and as far as the main game is just be Ganon. And I haven't done it yet. <laughs> like everything oh else God. is done, but I'm 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 not there yet because I'm like I want to stretch this out longer. I want to you know experience this more and everything. I understand that, and I'm going to tell you something that will make you very happy. Okay, you can you can play Torna, and you can actually complete Torna because the story doesn't end there. It continues in Xenoblade Chronicles Two proper. Okay, in fact, the very last scene of Xenoblade Chronicles Two Torna leads directly into uh, the the proper game. So you shouldn't have that fear at all because you could just continue. That is true. That is true. That is true. I, Jakester's not. Jakester's with me. So there we go. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, let's let's get back to Barry and what you've been playing lately. Um, for me, uh, like you meant, like uh, Greg mentioned, uh, Dragalia Lost. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, new events. So it's kept my attention. It's kept my attention far more than I ever thought it would. Um, and I'm just really enjoying it. 
Uh, still doing Pokemon Go, although today will be the first day in a long time that I'm actually not getting a Pokestop because it's ridiculously cold out there and I just do not want to go out in it. Uh, just, just too bitter cold. Um, but I've, I've been doing, just still, still doing that. On the Switch front, I really haven't done much. I have been doing New Super Luigi U. Um, like over halfway through it at this point. Um, but I got sidetracked by uh, Final Fantasy XIV, which I've been dabbling. I've, I've always dabbled every weekend and I've kept kept up to date with. But they had a, the newest patch, 4.5, came out. They added Blue Mage. They added a whole bunch of things. And, and, and there are stuff that I just didn't bother doing because uh, I, just, I just didn't want to sink my teeth into it because I've been playing so many other games. Um, but I'm like, nope. I'm doing it now. So that's really kind of recaptured me. Um, but I am also playing Travis strikes again. Uh, no more heroes. I started that. That game is weird. Um, that, that game is very suit of 51. I mean, you, you literally go to the bathroom and you pull your pants down and you sit in the toilet to save in that game. Um, that is a legit thing. And, and it's weird. There's like introductions to some games are actually like live action. Like, for example, one of the stories, and, and it's weird, like one of the games has you doing like a Pac-Man style flip maze to get to a house and you're tracking a killer and the killer has killed people in each of these houses and you get the information like, oh, in this house, he, you know, murdered them all this way. And this one, he lined them all up. And this one, he killed the father first and watched everything. Like all this gruesome stuff, blood everywhere. And you're like, oh, I'm tracking this killer. But when it starts, you get this, this live action cutscene of this boy playing a Game & Watch. And like, oh, he's having problems. And like the killer comes in and like, let's pick a card. And like, he puts all these cards on it. And like, they're all losing cards. Like one's a gun. One is corkscrews. And one is like something else. And he's like, pick which one you want to die by. And the boy like cast a pick. And he's like forced to pick. And he has no choice. And he picks the corkscrews. And you see like the killer take the corkscrews and literally stab and slice open the guy's neck and you see him like fall over and, and this is all live action and then it goes to the game I'm like what the f- am i playing like this is the weirdest stuff ever like it's and it's a lot of fourth wall breaking um i don't think it deserves the negativity that some people are saying about it i think you just need to know what you're getting into um but it is it is quirky it is weird it is action oriented and so far I've only started playing, and I'm only in the third world of the third of the six games. Um, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I also finally beat uh, Tales of Bizaria on the PS4. Uh, two years later, um, not my favorite Tales of game, but definitely worth playing. Uh, I'm, I know Vesperia just came out on the Switch, uh, so I've already, I already did it. I didn't do the Japanese stuff. I might go back to that game, but if you haven't played a Tales of game, it is a great one to start with and uh, play it on the go. So. That's pretty much it. I've, I've been doing. I uh, I personally have been playing. Uh, let's see, Monster. Actually, a lot of my stuff is is already up in a review. Uh, posted two reviews in the last couple of weeks. Um, so Monster Boy um, and uh, Curse Kingdom played that. Uh, reviewed it. So um, I'll spare you a lot of my thoughts right now and just say go check out my review um, on our YouTube channel. Um, overall, I really enjoyed the game. I think it's a it's a it's a great platformer. Great, uh, I, I think it's really cool how they they bring in the different forms that you that you can transform.
transform into and how they all have their their pros and cons and how you switch back and, and forth and and uh it's almost kind of like a new game each time uh that you get a new form and has a little bit of that kind of metroidvania stuff on it but not a whole lot so it's uh it's it's a cool action platformer and uh brings in a lot of just it's, it's a really cool story it's a fun whimsical kind of story and uh really enjoyed it um also played solar flux which is uh kind of an older uh game that uh, recently back in december came out on uh, switch reviewed that as well so you can check that out um it's a uh, kind of a puzzle it's basically a puzzle game it's in space you're kind of trying to add this um uh fuel to the the sun and so you just fly around and and uh, you only have so much fuel and you have to to get around to collect all the plasma and um, kind of play around with the the, the gravity fields and kind of swing around some other um, planetary objects and so like that to get around and and do it in the fastest time using not using much fuel. Um, it's one of those games that it's it's very uh, easy to learn but hard to master sort of thing. It's another it's a, one of those three star kind of games as well. It's each level you you get rated on how well you do. Um, but it's it's pretty fun. It's uh, maybe a little bit over overpriced um, for for what you get, but if it's ever on sale um, and you kind of enjoy those style of games, I'd, I'd recommend it. I also recommend, uh, I did uh, recommend playing it on in TV mode um, and not in handheld mode. I didn't enjoy it at all in handheld mode because it's only touchscreen. Um, and if you do play it on TV, be prepared. It's only Joy-Cons. Um, you can't use the Pro Controller. I sat there for like five minutes going, why is this not working? And finally contacted the developers and they're like, oh, it's, it's only Joy-Con. I'm like, oh, well, that explains it. Um, you should be a little more clear with that, but okay. And so I pulled up my Joy-Cons and, and had a great time. Also played Shift Happens, and uh, I got a review going. That's probably going to go live actually later this week, um, so you can check that out. It's it's a weird game. Um, it's, it's a platformer puzzle kind of thing where you... It's designed for co-op play, so if you have someone you want to play with, um, you can play single player, but it's kind of like... Kind of like those, uh, like the Lego games or some of the other games where you have multiple characters and you have to switch back and forth between the two if you're playing single player. So I think it's better if if you do play uh, co-op with just one player. Unfortunately, though, the the co the online co-op is not available on Switch, but it was available on the other systems. So uh, that's that's the only downside. If I, I would have totally be like, hey, Greg Barry, you wanna wanna play with me? But uh, unfortunately, we can't play online. So. Um, majority of the game I played, you know, on my own, but, uh, it's doable, but I, I think it'd be a better experience, um, to playing, you know, like co-op with, with someone there quickly. I did want to mention though, um, I forgot this last, last month, uh, our last podcast when we, um, talked about our, our gaming hall and everything, my wife got me the Mario Kart um, Hallmark, uh, ornament. And I totally nice. forgot to mention that last, last, uh, podcast. So, um, kind of cool story. My mom planned on getting it for me and she forgot and, um, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I forgot to get the ornament for you. And it's like, mom, it's okay. My wife got it for me. So it's no big deal. So, and I did pick up, even though I, I told you guys, I wasn't going to do this. I spent a lot more money of like that. I wasn't planning on doing. Um, but I did pick up the two new Amiibo. I got the Ridley and the, the Wolf Amiibo lately. And I don't know what why. About the I, did. uh, I didn't see it actually, but I'm, I'm not planning on getting the inkling, but I wasn't planning on getting those either. So what about the Luke Goblin? Those were not, so I was in Best Buy and I went in there for a completely different reason, walked by, saw those. And the next thing I know, they were in my hands, but uh, they didn't have those other ones though. Well, the Luke Goblins GameStop and then there's the Octoling three pack, which was okay. in Best Buy as well. 
Okay. So yeah, those were, those were sold out. Those, the only two new ones that they had were those two. Um, so that's, that's why I ended up walking away with. So if I see those, I'm in a vulnerable moment moment, I'll probably end up getting those as well. Um, like, yeah, I just walked by. I was like, why, why did I, uh, whatever <laughs> I did actually, I, the Ridley when I, I was, I was glad to get, I was, I was happy and I, I was debating back and forth. Should I get Wolf or not? Cause I'm not that huge of a fan, but he kind of looks pretty, pretty cool. And I have the other Star Fox characters, so why not? So meanwhile, I've been going to, some th- two different targets and Walmart and they don't have like a single amiibo there. Not like anything. <laughs> so they were just on a whim. I got them and you've actually been looking and, and, and everything and couldn't find them at all. Yeah, like, the wife was like, it's like, Oh, you can probably like you can get an amiibo if they have it. And I'm like, sweet. And I'm like, Nope, we don't. We like, they only come in and then they sell out and disappear. So they don't even have like the Animal Crossing ones or like the Mario Smash one that's like everybody has. I mean, like zero amiibos. I'm like, what the heck kind of day is this? That ornament you got? Did you also yeah. get the other two from this year? There's the uh, the Link one and the Donkey Kong arcade cabinet. Also, came no, out. I did not the, know those the Link, the Link one plays the uh, Zelda theme and the DK Arcade acts like it's actually playing and it has like the music and all that. They're from That's this cool. Walmart. I have, so I have the Galaga um, arcade machine um, from a few years back. I didn't realize there was a Donkey Kong one. I might have to, I might have to see there's if a, I can find that There's like right a now. Pac-Man and a Miss Pac-Man, I think two from previous years, but this year they had Donkey Kong. That's cool. Uh, I'm gonna have to see if I can see if I can find that now. Um, go to homework.com. You probably can find it online. Can you still? Okay, like they they don't. It's not like eBay only now. I, I don't know. It's worth checking. But there's like I said, there's a Zelda one and uh, the Donkey Kong arcade. That's cool, man. You guys have been talking a lot while we've been talking in the chat. Mike in the chat um, from our team as well. He's he's excited about King K Rule Amiibo. I think Ryan's was playing Wonder Song, extremely underrated as well. Um, lots of other chat going on in, in, in the chat room as well. So sorry if I didn't get to all your, what you guys have been talking about. Um, lots have been going on there. So thanks for, for joining in the conversation, uh, over there. Is there going to be anything been recent, uh, releases that you guys have not got a chance to play? I, I know, um, Barry, you said, uh, the new Super Mario Brothers, you'd be playing the Luigi's version and, and Travis Strikes yeah. Again. Um, are those, those are kind of the two big ones that come out the last Bad couple of weeks? Tales of Vesperia. Tales of Vesperia, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, think those are the biggest ones now for yeah. switch. The so least that physical. Was, wasn't on my list. I, I'm not planning on get like I said, I, in the last podcast, not planning on getting either of those, uh, any of those, um, Greg is, are those kind of on your eventual list or are you kind of going to skip out this time? No, I've been kind of skipping out on some of the recent stuff. I haven't really gotten anything since, uh, smash brothers. So I need, I try to actually play my games that I get. I don't try to like get a huge backlog and start a hundred games and just never finish them. I would like to try and finish them. Plastic like this one. (laughs) Yeah. I usually feel very guilty if I leave stuff in plastic, but (laughs) fair enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan says he just picked up uh, Decay Tropical Freeze. He never played the Wii U version, but he's loving the uh, Switch version. Um, I agree. It's a great, great game for sure. Um, and there's a lot of different deluxe games coming out and remakes from the Wii U. A lot of people have, yeah, there's mixed feelings out there about them. But uh, but we know that like if, if you especially if you didn't pick up the Wii U versions of these games, it's great to, to have them on Switch for sure. So um, let's get into a bit of our news discussion uh, for for this podcast. There's 
there's uh, kind of two big stories we want to tackle, and both of them have kind of been a lot in the news. Uh, like January is one of those times of year where there's hardly anything going on really uh, big in the life of video game news, um, but there's kind of been two things that have been like leaks and rumors and all this stuff uh, recently. First thing we're going to talk about is what looks to be the SNES online service most likely coming. I know I predicted it. We, we think it's probably going to happen, but it, there's been a lot of data, data mining and everything recently. Greg, tell us a little more about this and uh, let's, let's see what's going on. Yeah, so if you've been following some of the news, um, I guess someone data mined the NES uh, Switch Online app, and it actually came across uh, two different things. Um, the main part that was found is that it contained uh, four different emulators. One is the one that is like in use for like the NES Classic. It's like the Kachi Kachi something like that. I have no idea if that's anywhere close to pronouncing that. And then there was one like for Canoe that was used with the SNES Classic. So that kind of leads to the data mine, like the data miners believing that like the the SNES games could be on the way. We don't know if we'll be in part of the same app, if they'll rename the app just for both NES and SNES games, or maybe they actually will release a separate app for it. But that's definitely very exciting to see. Um, then there were two other ones that have no known references. So, for all we know, it could be for Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, could even be like Nintendo 64, GameCube. No one has any ideas. I don't know what you guys were thinking about that. Did you guys follow this at all? I've tried to kind of follow it, but not so much. I don't want to be like completely spoiled, but at the same time, like I'm really interested and hoping this is true. And one of the things that I saw even today that um, I guess another data miner, I don't know if it was the same guy or, or another one, um, guy by at other EHM um, on, on Twitter had, had found some other stuff. And I guess some of the descriptions for the games have been recently updated um, with different languages um, and stuff, kind of descriptions of the games. And uh, so it seems like things that are going to be happening, there's like 22 games or something and a lot of them are getting closer and closer so i i'm excited of course i mean it was one of my predictions i was hope i'm hoping that it's it's coming out soon but yeah i i i mean with all this information it's got to be real right i mean there's no way to like yeah. deny it now so, i mean i think that's how like even like rayu is found in like smash brothers for wii u is like those they like data mine the game and they found some like some of his quotes or poses or something i don't know but yeah. they, they found the music the victory music uh, and it was called Ryu, and it was very clearly, you know, Street Fighter Two music, and that's and they they was in the same file there with Roy because they were and people were like, oh my god, there's Roy and there's Ryu, and that's why they were all announced together. So I do think it's pretty legit. I guess we just don't know any time like when it's coming or if it's coming at all, and even what the other two emulator things could be at this at least at this point in time. Obviously, if they add in some games into one of those descriptions and we'll probably have a clearer idea but which consoles are you guys looking think they would be do you think they'll go handheld route or think they'll just continue down like the main console route i, I like i i feel like 64 is probably a no-brainer at some point i mean they have so many of them already in the emulator i mean i feel like it should be easy to just pop right over because it was on like the the wii like the wii shop you know so long ago i mean they've been doing those for a while so I feel like 64 games are uh, at some point a no-brainer. I don't know if they're like the next to come. I think it'd be cool to see Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games, but but I don't know. I feel like probably I think probably 64 games would come next, but I don't know. What do you think, Barry? 
I have to imagine that something will come next. Because if Nintendo honestly thinks we're just going to keep adding two to three new NES games every single week or every single month um, to tide people over, um, they're in for a very rude awakening. Um, I think at this point, people are being more lenient um, in a more honeymoon phase. Like, oh, it's still new. You know, they're still getting the system up. Um, so they need to do something. Super Nintendo would be very easy um, and very logical. People have been clamoring for GameCube. I would love GameCube. I would absolutely love GameCube just to be able to, you know, not not for me to play certain games again, but to give newer players the ability to play some GameCube games again. Because I think a lot of people, they, they hear the GameCube library and they think immediately of, you know, Melee. Like, immediately. Like, oh, Melee, GameCube. And they think of, you know, Super Mario Sunshine. And they think of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. And a lot of people forget, and Pikmin is another one. They, they forget that Nintendo had some really interesting IP besides Pikmin. Uh, Eternal Darkness needs to be played and brought back to life. Um, they, had, they had a really cool... Uh, one developed by Endspace called Geist. Didn't get the greatest reviews, but it was a really cool first-person shooter where you were a spirit and you could possess different things and you would spook people to be able to possess them. And it was just a really interesting, innovative game. Uh, Chibi Robo. Uh, I mean, like these were just some great, great titles that I think a lot of people have forgotten about or just never got the chance to play because uh, you know they're they're encroaching on you know. 15 years 20 years old uh so i'd love to see them to, to put out gamecube and obviously virtual console is dead they've already established that so that means these games would be free these games would be just like the nes and i think having a library of all these games you could play at any time and online would be huge the last f-zero game was gamecube we i would love a new f-zero game but i would at least take f-zero gx to tide me over that's what they need to be doing so i i really you want 64 i mean i really want gamecube but i do think super nintendo is going to be the first uh first one since it's the next, next logical step they've already did the snes classic so why not yep they did say that there was like 22 or so um super nintendo games and i don't think i have the list of all 22 but i've played the um, vast majority of them um it's uh super mario kart super soccer link to the past demon's crest yoshi's island stunt race fx kirby's dream course poppin twin b star fox star fox 2 contra 3 kirby superstar super ghouls and ghosts kirby's dreamland 3 super metroid super mario world pilot wings f-zero super punch out the legend of mystical ninja Super Mario All-Stars, and Breath of Fire 2. That is a great list. Like, is. that is a great list. And that's, like, the bulk of the games on the Super uh, SNES Classic outside of, like, Final Fantasy VI and some other ones. Or, um, now, of that, of that list, I heard a hidden gem. And unfortunately, this hidden gem is expensive physically now, but is one of my favorite Super Nintendo games as a kid, and that is Demon's Crest. And if they put Demon's Crest on there, it is a must-play. But I hope they also do Gargoyles Quest 2 um, from the NES because it's part of that same series. Um, but all great games. And I, I love to see hidden gems get there, not just the big titles. So if that's real, I hope Demon's Crest is included because that game is amazing. As like Metroidvania, but so much better. 
I, I think all, all of these are great games. I think, I think the cool thing is yeah, that this, this list, if, if accurate, I mean, it seems like it is so far um, that, that they do have, you know, some of those, those standards that, you know, you have to be on there, the things that were on the SNES classic, but there are some more obscure games that with some people would consider obscure or, or hidden classics and, and things like that. Like breath of fire two, I never played um, demons crest. I never played, but I heard great things about it. So it's cool to, to have a service like this um, continue to come out. And I hope any, uh, the NES online does the same thing. And, and as they add to it, I, I hope they do try to ferry the games as much as possible, because this is a great way for for people even like me who played a lot of nes and a lot of yes and nes games i still didn't get to all of the great ones uh especially some of those those hidden gems and uh if they bring those to this kind of service that would get me playing it more because those would be those would be fresh and, and new to me even if the games are 30 years old they're fresh and new to me yep absolutely now it's interesting when we were talking about systems you know steve you gravitated towards n64 i gravitated towards gamecube what if they throw a curveball what if they're like, here's Game Boy, you know, Game Boy Color with all like, old Game Boy games as well, because there's a lot of forgotten gems there, too, or Game Boy Advance. I think like, it'd be really cool. And I, I, what I really wonder is, I mean, they're updating these games, so I wonder even like the original Pokemon games, can they can they synchronize it with the with the new one coming out? That'd be really cool. I don't know if they would, but if but if they did bring those games out and it's all in the same system, they're offering updates for these other ones by by adding online features and other stuff that I think it's within a realm of, of possibility now. They could also throw more curveballs, throw the virtual boy on there, throw game and watches on there, you know? I mean they got the they got the games. Why not do something with them? Exactly. You know, they're they're if they want to like blow people away. Like not the general public, but like their true diehard fans. If they announce they're adding virtual boy games and they're going to put bound high and dragon hopper on there, like collectively there will be people out there that will lose their, myself included. We have been looking for dragon hoppers, ROM, trying to find it for years, finally found bound high, but the virtual boy community has never found dragon hopper. We were dying to play that game. I've been dying to play that game since 1995 when it was, uh, you know, lately announced and then promptly canceled in 96, but it was finished. So like they did this with Star Fox 2, right? They, they sat on Star Fox 2 and it was done. They have these games too. They're done. Let them go out there let them be played. And that's a great way. I don't know if you remember with the uh, virtual console, one of the big appeals they did was sin and punishment on the N64 because we never got the first one. And granted they gave us the Japanese version, but they're like, Hey, you can play us on your, your Wii. And here it is the Japanese sin and punishment. You know, you guys never got to play us. Of course it was to, for star successor to, to try to drum up interest, but they're sitting on gold mines. Use them, use them. They earthbound beginnings. They did that right there. Um, bring that back on the NES shop and mother three for the love of all that is mother mother three come on like there's a, no better time to, to get this out there than right now here's Game Boy Advance games and mother three people would collectively praise Nintendo even though you know diehards have already played fan translations like that would just be a huge win over the fandom and so easy to do because they own the rights it's not even having to go to a third party these are their own games and I heard they even sent like Nintendo like the translated copy of like Mother Three yes. as well too. Yeah, they they said you can use ours and you don't have to pay us a dime. Just release it to the general public. 
I mean, it makes sense. Just to start releasing this stuff. I, I wonder what do you guys think about uh, the price? Do you think if, if they do eventually add SNES in there, 64 in there, possibly GameCube in there, Game Boy, Game Boy uh, Color, Game Boy Advance games, possibly DS games, who knows if they start adding their entire back catalog on there. Do you do you think they'll definitely incre- increase the price? And if they do, how much is too much for this? Well, <laughs> I See, would think a lot more would have to come with these changes. I think if they're going to increase the price, I would think we need like dedicated servers and stuff. Because I have haven't played Smash Online yet, but I've heard like tons of like horror stories of like lag and disconnect problems. So if they're going to be upping the price, they definitely need to be updating the actual like service and not just being like, okay, we have all these extra games now. Give us forty dollars a year. I mean. Mm-mm. The the first off, the online service isn't the greatest. Like you know, if you want to do Smash Online, the best is to do it one v one. Doing it, you know, with four, you get some crazy lag. But if they raise the price, it is not a wise move. At least not yet. The, right now, there are still people that don't feel twenty dollars is worth the price of admission. So they need to do this as a gesture of goodwill. They need to put these out there and say, here, we're going to put Super Nintendo out there. And maybe do even plans. Maybe do the $20 plan gets you NES and SNES. But if you do the $30-a-year plan, we're going to throw in you know, the, the N64 and GameCube. And you do the $40-a-year plan, we're going to throw in the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. You know, something like that, I think people would be fine with because it's like a Netflix subscription service in that sense. Uh, where you're you're just getting access to all these games and you're getting you know two to three games a month, but you're getting two to three games a month per system. So two to three NES games per month right now is a hard pill to swallow. Like that's all we're getting. But if we're also getting two SNES games and two N64 games and two GameCube games, then whoa, wait a minute, that's not so bad. That's that's really good. That gives me plenty of time. Then you honestly. If you've never played those games, you could probably not buy another game on the Switch and just play those eight, ten games every month, and, and that'll take you the whole month, if not more. So there's where the value comes in. Yeah, but if they so, say, here's Super Nintendo, $30 a month right off the bat, or $30 a year, I mean, right off the bat, uh, people are not going to be happy. Yeah. They're going to see even more pitchforks. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, if they, if they do increase the price, they've got to increase like across the board. I don't think it, like you guys have said, it's, it's not just worth the price of them increasing it just to get SNES games on there as well, or, or GameCube or, or 64 or any of that stuff. I think that'd be cool. Maybe, maybe GameCube if they get to that point, but, uh, but they've got to increase the stability and all this other stuff on there as well. And, and give us a better, you know, just a better experience overall if they're going to increase the price that much now what i want to see is will they do n64 joy cons you know with them actually like when you slide them on they have the, the three prongs sticking out yeah. uh, that would look ridiculous i would be, i would buy those in a heartbeat i really love them. i would too <laughs> controller yeah yeah i I'd, I'd, I'd use the snes controllers over the nes for sure but what did you for the 64 controller <laughs> you know, see i can see them doing super nintendo joy cons like the nes yeah. ones and that'd be fine yeah. but the n64 yeah. you know they would probably do something with like the gamecube adapter like they're not going to be gamecube joy cons they have a gamecube adapter they'd probably just reissue that although there's so many people especially for smash like it'd be great to have a gamecube or gamecube uh joy cons that slide on the side i'd play it in handheld a lot more if that was the case <gasps> well that would be different the nes joy cons don't do that the nes joy cons can't play right right the they need to so be functional it, could you imagine any 
NES functional and Super Nintendo functional like that. That would be amazing. I think that's the biggest thing is like that I, I've realized um, on the old games. And one of the reasons why I've thought about getting those controllers is I, I don't like you that you can't customize the controls on the NES online. I want to switch to Y and B like to, for my, for my main buttons for A and B, I want to switch to Y and B and not B and A. Like I just, I mentally, I can't, I can't compute that way. I, I have to play on, I think it's, it's X and Y gets, gives me kind of that or, or X and it's A or whatever. A, yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's weird to have my thumb a little higher. It's like this mental like memory that I'm, I want, I want my thumb down there and I want those buttons like this. And I'm surprised they haven't uh, at least updated the NES online to be able to customize your controls. Steve, they're happy. not doing it because they want you to buy the $60 NES Joy-Cons. That's true. It's it's an old uh, iPhone Apple thing, right? I'm just I'm holding it wrong. That's what's going on. <laughs> I was crazy enough to import the Famicom ones too, because they look really sweet. The the fa- the Famicom ones would be really cool. Um, they actually have the microphone that works, and it actually works with the US Zelda ROM. Like you can blow into it to kill Paul's voice. Nice, nice. Can you use it for? This, this is the real thing then. So when you're playing Fortnite online, can you use it as your 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 microphone for the game? <laughs> I I haven't tried, but I don't think you're really going to play well with the D-pad and two buttons. True, true. Good point. <laughs> but at least you don't have to use your phone to chat online. Uh, boy, I'm not going to get over that. Uh <laughs> Uh, anything else about this this SNES uh, rumors? We, we think it's going to happen really soon. We, I don't know. It almost kind of seems like it could lead from like the, a January direct that they normally have. So I don't know. I know um, Barry had a little bit more to comment about all these announcements. So maybe that's an awesome segue over that way. Look at that! It's almost like oh. we planned it. <laughs> almost. Oh like man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So normally, normally there is a January direct. Um, we all expected it. We listened to our last podcast. We were talking, <clears throat> and January has come, and it's almost over, and there hasn't been a January direct. <clears throat> However, the week that we recorded our podcast, so- suddenly a whole bunch of announcements came out of nowhere. It was like woke up and boom, 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 like the trailers and everything. It, it looked like a Nintendo Direct Mini that just didn't happen. So they just said, here's all the information we were going to announce, um, which is just really weird. Uh, I don't know why it didn't happen, but it's what we have to kind of take as our January Direct. Um, so they did a couple things. I'm going to go through what, they, what was released and what was announced uh, both that day and, and the, since a uh, couple things since uh, that day. Uh, and it would just, uh, go over, you know, what, what you guys like about or what you don't like or what you're excited or not. And another thing that leads this to me mean like, oh, this is a January Direct. Usually January Direct covers things for winter and early spring and everything that was announced is coming out march or april so that fits again the description of a january direct so nintendo announced uh, kirby's extra epic yarn for the 3ds the only 3ds game on this list um will release uh 3 8 march 8th of uh, this year yoshi's crafted world will release on the 29th of march uh with again a new trailer was shown uh, Final Fantasy XII was announced by Square to come on the 16th of March. Uh, they also announced Final Fantasy X and X-2 HD will be on the 16th of April. However, there is now rumors that they're pulling 
a uh, Nintendo here and a Capcom here where Final Fantasy X is on the card and X2 is a digital code, which pisses me off. But maybe the Japanese version will be in English. Uh, Capcom, speaking of, uh, announced Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is coming to the Switch. That is coming on the 23rd of April. And in a surprise announcement, Bandai is bringing Super Dragon Ball Heroes uh, to America and physical release on uh, GameCube, uh, Game, uh, GameStop, and uh, Amazon already have pre-orders up. Uh, that's coming on the 9th of April. And finally, uh, was announced early, with uh, much to the dismay of, of our former host, Hassan, uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid will be releasing on all platforms in April of 2019, but that looks to be, sadly, digital only. What do you guys, uh, Steve, what do you think about that list? Uh, Zach, have you excited? Is that enough for a direct? Do you think they made the right decision uh, just releasing that stuff separately or what? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was better. Um, if the, if that's all they had to announce, I am glad they didn't do a direct, um, you know, but they do have some of those like mini directs sometimes that are just like, bam, 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 here's the, the next stuff. And, and it's no big deal. It's just kind of a, a quick, um, you know, here's their launch dates and stuff like that. Um, but I don't really think that those, in my opinion, I don't think those really do, it's not worth their time. Um, if it's, if it's games like that for me, none of those really like stood out to me. I, I, I think, you know, um, you know, Kirby or, or, uh, Yoshi, I think those are great games. Those are, um, but it's not their like top tier game sort of thing. It's not the one that's going to be, I don't think really system sellers. They're going to be cool things for, for a lot of people that have it already. Um, but I don't think you can basically go out and, and, and get a, a switch because of those games. Um, or, or maybe any of those really, I think. And I think for me, um, I like to see the big hoopla around the big announcements, stuff that like really uh, change some stuff and get really a lot of people excited. A lot of these dates, uh, things are things, games we knew we were coming already. We just got release dates for them, or we got a little more information about them. You know, a couple announcements and everything, but uh, but nothing that really excited me. So I would have, I think, if we did have a direct and these were the announcements, I would have left been left uh, feeling, you know, like. It, it wasn't really worth my time. I don't know. My main take on it is like the January direct has always managed to like drop like some huge bombshells. It was like, Oh, here's like the announcement of like the, I mean, they even did it like with, I think breath of the wild, like was it four years ago? Like <laughs> it really took so long for the game to come out, but they like revealed it like so early and like they had a, I know they've had a number of like bombshells in previous January directs. Like, like, oh my gosh, this game's coming, and it was, I think they did the same with uh, Yoshi's Woolly World and stuff for, like, the Wii U when we had all those huge droughts and everything. So, I mean, obviously I could have seen a lot of this stuff as more like the filler stuff that, like, you normally are seeing or expecting, but then I also feel like we missed out on getting, like, those groundbreaking announcements. Like, oh, by the way, here's a surprise game that's in development. Like, oh, we're doing another Zelda game, and oh, we're going to here's like the upcoming Mario Kart game. I mean, they are missing like an opportunity to really drop like some major hype for the system after like the holiday and get people like really buzzing about the switch. So I really hope this wasn't a replacement and just a mere, just like the, get the info dump out of the way and maybe they can have a shorter direct focused on a lot more games that are upcoming in the um, upcoming month. I'm sure there's going to be a direct um, before E3 which is June. So, so I, I think there will be at least one. Um, but what about the games, 
coming out. Any 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 of those that were announced for for March and April, like that's a that's a good chunk of games for those those two months. Anything like there, Greg grabs you. Oh, and says, I need to get this. Um, definitely Yoshi's Crafted World. I've been excited about that since they have announced it. So I've always been a huge fan of Yoshi and his games. I've actually like pretty much completed just about all of his different games except for. Wooly World, because that came out too close to Mario Maker, but I have beat all of his other games. And I'm definitely excited to pick up Crafted World and play through that. I did want to check out some of the Final Fantasy games, because being a Nintendo-only gamer, I've missed out on all these Final Fantasy games since uh, 6. So, at least mainline games. I know there's lots of spinoff games, but I'm not usually one to play a lot of the spinoff games without like some context. So, there is that part of it so yes i know there are final fantasy games on platforms but not mainline games since six yeah um i i agree with the yoshi uh stuff i think i i wasn't too excited but the more i see about it actually i i'm getting pretty excited about it and i i totally forgot about the the thing where you can kind of play the levels backwards and like flip them around and everything and that's that's a cool mechanic i think and and uh and the game looks really pretty i still th- i don't know do you guys think they added too much texture to to yoshi and crafted world i feel like it's almost like too much but maybe that's just my preference um I don't know. It kind of reminds me of like the Paper Mario aesthetic, and I've really grown to really like that kind of art style. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of fine with it, but also kind of used to those Paper Mario games. So, right. Um, I do think uh, I, I forgot um, about the 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 Final Fantasy games. Um, are these the the full versions of those games? Because I know it's 14 is supposed to be the mobile yes. version. I think that's right. So this is the this no, 12. Fifteen okay. is, is the mobile version, um, but no, twelve is the remaster, the Zodiac Age, um, and ten and ten two were the HD remasters. So yeah, they are the f- complete full games, the proper numbered series games, and, and well worth playing. Well worth playing. Since since you're well versed in Final yeah. Fantasy of the three, which one would you uh, recommend to like pick up first? Uh. Well, of the three, I could tell you 10 2 is the weakest, but it gets a bad rap. Um, I personally enjoyed 10 more overall than 12. However, I only played the original 12. I did not play Zodiac Age, which uh, they added some stuff. Uh, 12 is very much like a political slash Star Wars Final Fantasy. It's, it's more, more in that realm where 10 is more traditional Final Fantasy. Um, 12 also uses 11's uh, battle system where it's it's not really turn-based anymore. Uh, you run around and you just attack in the environment versus like 10 uses a turn-based system. Of the two, again, it really depends on what you like. You can't go wrong. They both have a great cast of characters. And if you get 10, you also get 10 too, uh, which again is not a bad game. It's just different. Um, so if you like 10 and you wind up playing through 10, I, you, you don't need to worry about 10 too. You don't finish games. Um, so I guess the point is moot. But if you happen to finish it with the vein of the story's not over, there is a 10 too, um, then, you know, you can get that. And you can use that same strategy with 12 because 12 actually does have a sequel, Revenant Wings, which came out on the DS. Um, so you can use that as well. The story doesn't end um, there. Cool. Any, any of those that, that you're particularly excited about? Well, I mean, I'll be I'll be getting them all, um, at least the physical versions. For me, I mean, I'm I'm excited for Yoshi uh, for sure. 
but I think I'm most excited for Super Dragon Ball Heroes simply because I never expected this to come to America. And when I found out the Asian release was going to feature English, I was like, okay, I'm going to just import that um, because there's other Dragon Ball Heroes games and none of them have come to America. But to have it come to America and get a physical release is amazing and just shows that Dragon Ball is on top right now. So I loved Xenoverse 2. I love Dragon Ball Fighters, both on the Switch. So I'm going to... And it's like a card game. It's interesting. It's like a card game, but it's like Hero Series is very much like fan fiction. It has, you know, movie villains and then GT villains and Z villains. It's just, I'm excited to give it a shot. So it may not be the greatest game in the world, but I'm just excited that America is not getting forgotten. Nice. Is anybody excited about Power Rangers other than Hassan? I'm excited about that too, but I wish it was physical. But but again, I understand they're adding characters. A lot of fighting games are doing this. We're going to release you a base game with a few characters, and then we're just going <clears> to <throat> add characters afterwards. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Maybe maybe I'll get a code or something, and, and Hassan and I can battle or something. There we go. They need to do the ultimate route and give you like 80 characters, and then start charging for extra characters. <laughs> That's what I think. I would. I'd really hate to get like Mortal Kombat, but like, oh, it just comes with like Scorpion and Sub Zero. But if you want like Smoke and Raiden and Sonya, then you have to pay us another twenty dollars for fighter passes, and then another twenty dollars for like Jackson. Always like, <laughs> yeah. That see, that's one thing that got me. Like, I love Final Fantasy, and I love the city of Final Fantasy games. And the first two on PSP were great. And I got NT um, on the PS4, and I got the download pass. And they're like, we're gonna have like thirty to forty characters when this game, or 40, 40 plus characters when it ends, or something like that. I'm like, oh, it's so great. And they're adding six characters with the first download pass, and the game did not catch fire like they thought it was going to be so i'm like oh, they're probably just going to end it here and there's characters cut i hate i hate when a characters get cut from a series like a fighting series like when when Me- when brawl came out and they cut characters from melee that pissed me off and when smash 4 came out and they cut characters from melee and brawl that still pissed me off like if you're going to do some kind of like fighter like this like a crossover fighter keep use use the base and keep adding on and Dissidia again the first one had its baseline characters in Dissidia, Duodecim actually took that baseline and added, which is a great f- philosophy. It's a crossover. The NT does not. It cuts characters, adds new characters. Like, just just take the roster and keep adding. People have already established, uh, you know, liking a certain character or they main a certain character in a fighting game. Don't rob them of that. You're just robbing a possible sale because you might piss someone off. So. I hate when fighters do that, and I, I, I'm, I can see Power Rangers doing that too. Like, here's the baseline. We're going to add in new characters every few months, and if it catches fire, then great. And if it doesn't catch fire, then they'll be like, we promised you every single character ever, but now you're not going to get that. It's going to fall short. Game is dead. Have fun. Bye. Um, and I hate, I hate seeing games wind up incomplete. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the biggest one for me – are fighting games that, that do that, I think is, is the worst. Like not only that, but a little bit what you were talking about, Greg, I mean, like to, because fighting games, at least like the true fighters are like, you know, like street fighter, Mortal Kombat and stuff. There's not really much game there other than the basic idea of the, the fighting game. And so like, I already feel like I'm kind of being gypped for like 60 bucks, $60 game when I can have a game that I can play for 
hundreds of hours if I choose to, like, you know, Xenoblade or, or, or Zelda or anything like that, if I'm Barry, um, and play for hundreds of hours. But, like, I don't play hundreds of hours of, of, of a fighting game. And if I did, it'd be the same thing over and over and over again. It's just fighting over and over and over again. And I'm, I'm not downplaying necessarily all the effort that goes into those games. I know that's a t- lot of effort and everything. But I feel like the, the level is different. And to, to do that and then add extra characters that you have to pay $10, $20 on top of that, like you're you're just stealing my money at this point and uh kind of just taking advantage of 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 people in that way and uh yeah i'd rather them come out with a lot of characters to start with and maybe add bonus stuff later but to to cut the roster down and then add them back in for even extra money that's that's unfortunate yeah that's that's terrible i mean one prime example of, of doing that recently is dragon ball fighters i mentioned before it's the only game in the whole Dragon Ball series that you actually have to pay to play as Goku and Vegeta, the main characters, you have to pay to play as base level Goku and Vegeta. You get the higher level ones, but if you want to play base level, you got to buy them. And it's like, these are the main characters. That's like playing a Mario game and then having to buy Mario. Like what? No. <laughs> so, so do you guys think, are, are we still, are we going to get anything? I mean, we only got nine, what, eight days left in the, in the month, like nine days. I can't, do subtraction in my head um but not much time left i mean oh. is it in traditional fashion are we going to get a uh, a direct announcement to, tonight after we done get when we went the podcast and it's going to be uh, you know live tomorrow morning or, or is this pretty much it and uh we're gonna maybe get one in a couple months i don't know i'm really hoping to wake up and see that email saying like oh on thursday we'll be broadcasting <laughs> next nintendo direct but i don't know i'm really hoping for because like i said They've really had some awesome bombshells dropped in the January Direct, and I would definitely welcome it. I mean, I know they would spend some time summing up a lot of the news that Barry just covered. Like, oh, by the way, like Yoshi's Crafted World is coming out in March, and it's like, wow, we already knew that. Who cares? But overall, I would love to actually see it because then we can get a bigger picture of some games that they like, can go more into at E3 and stuff like that, like uh, trailers and whatnot. So. Yeah, they could just hit it really quick and then kind of move on to the big stuff that we don't know about yet. I don't know. What do you think, Barry? I think they looked at it and said, this is the information we have. We can do a Nintendo Direct. We can do a Nintendo Direct Mini. And people will be upset. People will be like, there was no big thing. This wasn't announced. So instead of getting people's hopes up, because I hear Nintendo Direct, they expect surprises. They're just like, you know what? Let's just drop what we drop and we'll save any big announcement for a, an April direct or, or a March direct or something like that. Um, I really would be surprised if there was a January direct at this point, um, because this, there would be no reason to release the stuff. Even if they have, uh, let's say two big surprises and other, a few other smaller announcements, the stuff they announced that, that already came out would be perfect for that direct to help pad it out. Because you can't go into a direct expect surprise, 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 everything. You need padding. You need other release date information. You need more information on games that you already know about. And like a couple of these games, Dragon Dogma was never announced. Uh, You know, Super Dragon Ball Heroes wasn't announced. Uh, Power Rangers wasn't announced. These were games announcements. These would have been surprises like, oh, what the? This is actually coming. Especially like Dragon's Dogma. Like, whoa, that's that's a big RPG. Like, that's surprising to see hit the switch this is some support from capcom this is a good thing so i really think we're not going to see anything until at least march um because they're, they they want to pull they want to play with expectations they they do not want to disappoint people and i think they're starting to learn uh 
like, hey, if we don't, if we're going to do the, the term Nintendo Direct, people are going to expect big things. Even if it's just one big thing, they need that one big thing. <clears throat> and if you look at this year, there's so many games that potentially will come out. Yoshi, which is one of the ones listed, you know, Animal Crossing and Metroid and and possibly Pikmin and Bayonetta 3 and Fire Emblem and Pokemon, you know, and like all these titles. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. You know, there's still Town and, and, and there's, there's, there's a couple more I'm probably forgetting. That's already a huge list. That's already a huge, awesome, fantastic 2019. <clears throat> so if there's any surprises, that's going to be great. But I think if they just said, here's the release date for all these, all these are coming in 2019, like people would be ecstatic. Like that would be enough. But we have to expect at least one or two surprises. So they're saving stuff for E3. We know this. This is Nintendo. That's what they do. I can see them doing at least an early announcement, some surprise in March, and then the rest saving for E3. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. expect anything more. So just one Nintendo Direct between now and now and E3, and that's it? That's my – well, one one traditional Direct. They okay. might have like a Labo Direct for a new Labo, or they might have a, a 3DS Direct, or maybe even a N64 Mini Direct kind of deal, or, or, or a Nintendo Online Service update with the Super Nintendo games or whatever Direct. But in terms of a traditional Direct, I say only one between now and E3. That's my mm-hmm. prediction. That makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, like like everybody in the chat saying Pikmin Four. I would love I would love them to announce Pikmin Four and and we actually see something about the game. <laughs> Be awesome as well. They've got, they've got so much. Like you said, do you think Greg like like Barry saying? Do you think they're gonna they're gonna put a lot more eggs in their basket in terms of E three announcements this year and just gonna kind of trickle out stuff? Maybe one one big uh, Nintendo Direct and then throw a lot at E three this year. I don't know. They really haven't been doing a lot of that recently. It's like they we usually go into E3 kind of already knowing a lot of the games that they have. And then, I mean, I know Super Mario Party was kind of like one of the big announcements last year. But, I mean, it was that's like one of the very few that was actually like there. So well, that's because they spent a lot of time on Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where I was even trying to... Um, jump in there. I mean, they can still have those surprises and be like, oh, here's the second DLC fighter for Smash. And that still drums up excitement. Still a surprise. It's like still everything that people are really expecting. Yeah, but is there a reason to do that this early? Next month we have Piranha Plant. And we know Joker still hasn't even started development. So they can do one in March or April, a month month or two after Piranha Plant, and say, here is the second new fighter, and here's Joker's release date. And that alone would drum up attention. They don't need, you know, Smash came out in December. They don't need to drum up new attention for Smash in January. It still has that momentum going. Unless they, I mean, I wonder if they would they would focus, I mean, is, is Piranha Plant and, st- and maybe some, some DLC announcements enough to to focus a mini direct on like could that be kind of like their their focus is like here's some updates on the dlc characters here's some other information tie it up in 10 minutes and be done i mean i would think so but yeah (laughs) there'll be more i i really think when smash what they're going to do is they're going to do something for smash i think there's going to be free dlc i think there's more than just the dlc fighters i think there'll be free dlc in terms of echoes or free dlc in terms of content like break the targets and i think this these will come out um at the same time as the paid dlc characters just to drum up more interest 
and they can keep that interest going for the whole year with very little announcements. Nice. Jake's Jakester's still holding off for Rex in Smash Four, so <laughs> so am I. Rex, it's not, Rex. not not Smash Four. <laughs> I said Smash Four. <laughs> uh, Smash Ultimate. He's still holding off for Rex and Smash Four probably too, but um, like a lot of Absolutely. people are. But yeah. <laughs> Rex has to be there. If Rex, I think, will be a free DLC character. They they openly acknowledge that people want him. They openly acknowledge that. So the fact that they did that means that he will be there. If he's not there this year, he will be there eventually. It's uh, only time will tell, as as always, of course. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, it's if it's not announced tomorrow morning, if you don't wake up and see uh, you know a, a Nintendo Direct tomorrow morning, it's probably going to happen after our next podcast uh, on February fourth or, or at some point. Um, so. Uh, at some point, we'll get that next Nintendo Direct. Um, and they've been a little more stingy with them uh, lately, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, we do want to let you guys know, uh, remind you guys that uh, that we do love having comments from you guys. Uh, like I said earlier in the chat room, um, connect with us on social media and everything as well. You can also send in your questions to podcast at NintendoFuse.com. And uh, we'd love to address your questions in future podcasts. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, before we close out today, uh, what's what's some games that you guys are excited about playing over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Greg, anything anything uh, big that you're you're excited about? No, I mean, I was actually looking through the list and nothing was really jumping out to me. Um, I know I still need to order the, like the Smash Brothers uh, Pass or the Fighter Pass, but I was kind of looking at the other games to see if there's something else I can pick up and nothing was really uh, shooting out to me. Like, oh, check this game out. So big pass did, for me this time around. Did you um, at least register your game to get Piranha Plant for free? I did. I like the day that I got it, I was like <laughs> trying to figure it out. Um, and the physical copy, they make it so convoluted now. I thought it was just like they put it in a code in the box. And I was like, I got a glitched thing. I don't have a code. No, in the box. you got to like, push start it? or plus. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I even like wrote feedback to Nintendo saying like, this is ridiculous. I mean, I did find like something, I don't know, it was on Twitter or forum or something that said like, Oh, if you actually like hit like X and then you can like go into like, registered game or something like that like some backhanded way i was like okay yeah yeah that needs to be done by the end of the month is that right yeah it had to be done by um january 31st before uh if you want to get piranha plant so consider this your warning if you haven't uh, registered your copy of smash brothers do by the end of january 2019 so you can get piranha plant um I, the more I think about it, the more I can, I'm excited about Parker Plant. So I'm I'm pumped for him to come out. I, it's it's so it's so out there that I'm just like I, I'm I'm glad it's free. And uh, I've already got the fighter pass and everything. It would have been, would have been included anyhow. But uh, but it's it's going to be kind of crazy. And um, and I'm excited about it. Um, Barry, any any games coming out in the next couple of weeks you're uh, particularly excited about? Honestly, I'm not even really sure. Uh, at this point, because I just get the emails like, "Oh, this is coming." I'm like, "Oh, okay," um, but now I'm just I'm be busy with Travis Strikes Again and Final Fantasy 14 and Dragalia Lost is my main main uh, games to play, and they'll they'll carry me to the next podcast. But who knows? Maybe I'll finish that and I'll start like Undertale, which is one of my my best friends has been bugging me to play. So maybe I'll do that. <laughs> Nice. Uh, the one game that I'm I'm interested in, I was looking over the list, and I don't think I realized that this was announced, or or I've missed it, or I forgot it. I don't know. Was uh, Smite 
is coming to switch. Um, I think next week, um, or maybe just a few days or something like that. I have never played it. Um, I had a, a physical copy that I think I got from one of the early PAX East that they gave us a, a physical copy of it and, uh, never installed it on my computer or anything like that. I know it's a huge game, lots of big fans and everything. Um, and it, and it's free to play as well. So I was like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'll finally figure out what Smite's all about. And so um, it's free to play, so I'll definitely at least download it and, and check it out. Um, but that was really good. Struggle, you lost. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One time I played, uh, I, I tried um, World of Warcraft. I think it was like after it'd been out for like several years and I finally decided to try it one time and, and got a physical copy of it. It didn't, I heard that I knew anything about it. And, uh, you know, I install it on my computer or anything back, you know, when you get discs and, uh, you know, put it in, install it. And then I had like horrible internet. And the next thing I knew, I'm like downloading updates for like two days straight, uh, <laughs> for world of Warcraft. I played it for like maybe two hours and deleted it. And it was like, this is not worth my time. Um, Ended up somewhere where I should not have been as a as a starting character. Got uh, died and didn't really know what I was doing after that, and, and realized this is not worth my time. So, see, that's I didn't play WoW, but I think in all my MMO experience, that is the best part of MMOs is the not knowing. It's the whole beginning and not knowing what to do and just exploring and, and just exploring a world that you have no idea what's going on and figuring it out. And, and even if you're not sure of what's going on, um, I think, think that allure of unknowing is just so great. Like when I, f I first started Final Fantasy XI back in 2004, and I started with a friend, and we were out there level one, two, three, and my friend dies. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like, how do I get you up? So I run into town and I'm shouting like, you know, who's got a Phoenix down? I need a Phoenix down because that's what Final Fantasy games have, Phoenix down. So, like, who's got – and like, people are, like, sending me Mattels and, like, like no, there, there is no Phoenix downs in this game. I'm like, what do you mean there's no Phoenix downs? It's a Final Fantasy game. How does this not have Phoenix downs? Like, I had no idea what to do. Meanwhile, my friend is still out there dead. Like, save me, you know? And I found out, oh, you have to have a healer to raise them or they just at the home point and lose experience. And I'm like, oh, man, sorry, I can't raise you because I, I, I don't know what to do. You know? But it was just, like, that, that naivety. I think is so great with an MMO because it is a, a new world. It is literally like being birthed and, and throw, thrust into this world and you have no idea what's going on. And uh, it creates some fun times and some meet some new people that way. So That's true. you shouldn't yeah. have quit that way. You should have, you should have looked at it as experience of, you know what, I'm going to get to that zone wherever I died. I'm going to go back and like kill whatever killed me but I'm going to go a different way first <laughs> that that could have worked. And, and if it was free to play, I probably would have, but I knew I didn't want to be spending that much money on, on a game. I wasn't sure about yet, but free to play games. I I'm all in to, to try them. Check out your loss. Sorry. Kind of what? Either of those are MMOs. <laughs> Actually, Dragalia Lost is as close to an MMO without being an MMO, like on the phone, like as close as you're getting. It is virtually an MMO. I don't know. I was I was almost into uh, one of the Star Wars MMOs one time. I had some coworkers that were into it, and they were like talking about it all the time. And I was really close to uh, to getting it. And the next thing I know, they're like the next day they're complaining about all the updates and like oh, I'm quitting this game because it's horrible now. I'm like, woo, dodge that one. <laughs> that had to been Star Wars Galaxies. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why i really liked breath of the wild because it was just like you can do your own experience it felt like an mmo but you were just by yourself so it, i that's 
why I really love the original Legend of Zelda as well too, because you just, you just place down there and it's like you go anywhere you want to go. If you want to go to tackle the hardest stuff first, you could do that. Exactly, and that that same that adventure that that same allure is there. Yeah, I'm I'm so pumped for the next Star Wars. I mean, they are not Star Wars. That's entirely different. <laughs> I read, dang it, I read Jakester's stuff in the chat, and they threw me off. Story. He was talking about the Star Wars game, the Galaxies game. Um, I'm, I'm kind of pumped for the next Star Wars. That's another topic for another day. Um, <laughs> Last Jedi. Um, but <laughs> but, um, but uh, anyhow, <laughs> the next Zelda game, yeah, I mean, if they keep on going in that way, like just expand upon that, uh, it's going to be so great because I think that's that's what kind of got me sidetracked um, in addition to, you know, how I feel about completing games. Um, like just Zelda was awful, awful and cool all at the same time because there are so many things that could get you sidetracked. And the next thing I know, like I'm off, like off to fight the next, you know, beast or whatever and get some stuff. And and then the next thing I know I'm climbing up a mountain because I'm like, what's up here. And then I was like three hours later, I'm like, Oh, what, what was I doing again? Oh, right. Uh, that beast. Uh, and then, yeah, I get sidetracked all the time because there's so much to do and so much to explore. So what you're telling me, Steve, is I need to get you a, uh, a friend pass into Final Fantasy fourteen so you could join me. Uh maybe. Maybe. There's a subscription. Get him on the front code into Dragolia Lost. <laughs> I I try. Code. I've tried. He should join Dragolia Lost. Uh I haven't even opened Pokemon yet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to open Dragolia Lost. You just hit the download button on here. <laughs> oh, or, it's downloaded. It's it's on my iPhone, but or you can uh, boot up Torna again and keep going, knowing that it's not. Honestly, like Torna is going to happen before I before I even try to Dragalia Lost again. That's for sure. Like, <laughs> I, I will definitely, definitely beat Torna before I before I uh, even try Dragalia Lost again. So, <laughs> hey, look, you know, you know, Greg, look, it's a losing battle. We can't help it that Steve has terrible taste in video games. We just can't. It's, it's a losing battle. <laughs> All right. We'll look at the time. Uh, it's time to uh, to wrap this up. Oh, guys, thanks for checking us out. Uh, if you're new to Nintendo Fuse, make sure you do subscribe on uh, on YouTube. Subscribe to all the podcasts as well on your podcast app of choice. We're pretty much on all the different platforms out there. iTunes to Stitcher to TuneIn Radio to pretty much everything that's out there. So make sure you do uh, subscribe. And if you are on YouTube, hit that bell to be alerted with uh, every new video we go we post every time we go live any of that stuff uh make sure you do hit that bell to be alerted and be sure to like the videos throw all your comments down there throw us uh, thoughts about that uh, send us questions for the next podcast at podcast at nintendofuse.com follow us on social media we want to connect with you guys other than just our podcast we would love to connect with you guys throughout the weeks um we're gonna be having more game chats and uh interviews and uh reviews and gameplay videos and we're gonna try to stream a lot more i've been talking to blake um and him and i are gonna try to do some a little more streaming on our channel i know mike does from uh, from time to time as well so got a lot of content coming up and uh, we would love for you guys to check it out and we we've been talking about on our social media as well it here's here's the deal we uh we know that there's a lot of of content and stuff out there that uh, we just don't have honestly the time to cover it all and we know a lot of you guys have been uh, tuning in, watching us on YouTube or, or checking out the podcast, reading our blog for a long time. And uh, maybe there's some of you guys out there that are like, you know what? 
I, I'd love to be a part of the Nintendo Fuse team. Guess what? You guys can. Um, we actually have some an online application on our Facebook page right now, and uh, we're looking for news writers. We're looking for some video editors and some other people to contribute to the site. And so if you're interested uh, in that, make sure you do apply, and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. It'd be awesome to, to add you to the team. Uh, Greg, Barry, thanks so much for, for joining us for episode 166. We'll be back again on February 4th with uh, episode 167. And uh, it's been great to, to talk video games with you guys again tonight. And we'll see you next time. See you later.